0: Great stories, epic songs. Podplays.
1: If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please
0: remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard Welcome to the pod play entitled One Texas Ranger, adapted from the screenplay written by Lee Martin.
2: off his horse, he starts grabbing for the other taking him down. Before long they all three are bobbing up and down trying not to drown and fighting to return to the bank they just left. Coming down the cliff at full speed from the side of the bank is Texas Ranger Jack Riley. It's hard to tell the age of guys like this, but he's only in his late 20s. A handsome guy, though a bit grim and weathered. He's riding a big black gelding twin holsters and another colt stuck in his belt. As Riley reins up, he loosens his lasso, builds a loop, and rides his big swimming horse into the river. He ties one end of the rope around his saddle horn and closes in on the struggling swimmers, who really have no choice but to grab for his rope. And out they come, one by one. A day later, Captain Lowell McNelly A tall, bearded veteran of the Confederacy in his 30s stands in the porch of a remote Texas Ranger's headquarters. Alongside him stands the much older Ranger Bill Smith. They look off into the distance beyond the large fence that separates their small wooden buildings and horse corrals from the wide openness of sand, wind, brush, and bluffs surrounding them. Neither of them is wearing badges. You see that guy riding in with those
3: three prisoners? That's Riley, the one I'm thinking I'd send into Mexico to go after Rad Carson. Don't know Riley. Not many people do. Hard to know him. He signed on just a week ago. Back in the Texas, mounted, I was 16, and he was a couple years short of that. But he was one heck of a shot from the saddle. At the end of the war, I lost track of him, till now. He doesn't say much, but when he does, he talks real quiet like a preacher. That's when you have to watch out. Well, I want to go,
0: too. You know, I know that
3: area of Mexico better than anyone. Look at you, Bill. You've got one arm and a sling, a patch in your eye, and you're pushing 50. Doc said your head's busted, and if you don't stay down, you could lose the other eye. Hey, boys,
2: the new guy Riley's coming through the gate. He's got a prize for you. <laughs> A half-dozen men sitting in the shade jump up and run to open the gate and take the three prisoners, who trail Riley on foot, hands tied behind him. The prisoners stumble into the yard, one drops to his knees. Ranger Riley reins up behind him, from his saddle horn dangles a cluster of belts and pistols. Rangers McNally and Smith watch from the porch, out of earshot.
3: So you're sending just one man, Captain? Don't seem to matter how many I send. They don't come back. I figure Riley has a chance on his own. Hmm. Looks
0: like one mean son of a gun. Riley got some engine in him? Maybe. He
3: rides like a Comanche. Why don't you ask him? Hmm. Not me. By the way, the Cattlemen's Association hammered out some badges for us to show their appreciation. Left them off this morning. They're in that box on my desk. They probably would make good target practice. <laughs> they mean well. Hey, Riley, after you get some real food in you and wash up a little, come see me.
2: Later that day, as the wind rattles the shutters, a weary Jack Riley stands in front of Captain McNally's desk. Smith, with his eye patch and all, walks in.
3: Jack Riley. This here's Bill Smith. Sir?
0: No need to call me sir. You'll be my age one day.
3: (laughs) I hope so. All right, Riley. First of all, good work bringing in that scum today. Now, just for that, I got you a little reward. And he's hiding out here in this little Mexican town, Latigo, at the southern foot of these mountains across the river. His name is Rad Carson, and he's wanted for murder and rustling. We sent a man last March and then three more a few months ago. They never came back. There's just no way to get him out of there. Even the Mexicans leave him alone. But they won't expect anyone to come after him now, with the river already flooding. And you have the best swimming horse I've ever seen. Except for maybe Jensen's Pinto. He's one of the guys who didn't make it back, though. I'm giving you a written warrant of authority. But be careful. We're not too popular in Mexico after our raid last year. And you might need one of these badges we
2: just got in.
3: Down there, they're not much for a piece of paper they can't even read.
2: Riley takes one of the badges and slips it into his vest and folds a piece of paper and puts it in his pocket. Captain, if I may? Riley,
0: you see on this map here, it's pretty flat from the river to Latigo, but... It's a heck of a long ride, and there's no cover. If you have to get out of there fast, you might want to head north through these mountains. Plenty of cover. If you need a place to hole up, you can look for a red canyon about here with a creek running down to the river. You can follow it until you see a cut in the cliff on the left side, maybe half mile or so. Up there in the rocks, it looks like a fortress from all sides. It was an old Comanche camp when we was fighting them. You can see for miles from that ridge. Plenty of wood, water from a spring. (laughs) Assuming you ever get out of Mexico in one piece. Riley nods, then half salutes McNally and Smith and leaves. He sure don't say much, but he looks like a good kid, all right. He is and he can take care of himself. So could my sons. I lost them both in the war, and I couldn't do anything to stop it. Funny enough, Riley looks a
2: lot like my oldest. Next day at dawn, outside the corral, Jack Riley saddles his gelding, ties down his bedroll, straps on his sack with his slicker and heavy coat. Ranger Smith comes walking over to him.
0: Riley, I just wanted to wish you a good ride. And don't underestimate Carson. He's smarter than you
2: think. Later that day, after crossing the high Russian Rio Grande and with a storm threatening, Riley approaches the town of Latigo. From the ridge north of town, he looks down at the long main street, noticing the livery stable on the east side. Down at the town hall, a group of folks are spilling out while seven-armed men stand waiting around a buggy carriage. Last to leave the town hall is none other than Rad Carson, 30-something-year-old well-dressed man with a look of means and education. On Carson's arm is the young and unbelievably beautiful Juliana Louise McElroy, wearing satin and velvet and long hair done up under a feathered hat. She's all woman. With him is her uncle, Joe McElroy, a wealthy, well-dressed rancher with a gray goatee. As they make small talk, Rad smiles down at the happy Juliana, helps her into the buggy as her uncle gets in from the other side, then kisses Juliana's hand. Get some rest, Juliana. Tomorrow I want you to look your most beautiful. I'll take good care of my niece. Sweet dreams.
4: Thank you, Rad.
2: Carson stands back as the buggy moves out of town. Rain is starting to fall off the brim of Raleigh's hat as he begins riding down the trail against the angry wind toward the town and the livery stable. On his left, he can't help but notice a hanging tree on the trail with a rope dangling. He can see some armed guards in the boardwalk down the street. One in particular, a nasty-looking man, Raymond, steps out to watch him. On the livery sign in Spanish, it says, Caballeriza Herrero. In other words, livery, blacksmith, undertaker. Can I help you, caballero? Yeah, my horse is thirsty and could use a rest. Senor Cortez, a crippled, grizzly man in his 70s, takes Riley's horse to the trough while Riley's keeping his eye on Raymond. Oh, that is Raymond, Senor, a bad one. It is Saturday night and very dangerous. But tomorrow, Senor Carson has ordered no one dies. He married Senor McElroy's niece. McElroy? Senor Joe McElroy. He has a big rancho that way. Five miles. Oh, she is very beautiful. It's so very sad. Sad, huh? Lanterns hang with soft light on various posts as Riley leads his horse into the barn. He pauses when he sees two empty coffins against the wall. Next to the coffins hanging on the wall are harnesses, slickers, coats, hats, and below that, some boots and saddles. Cortez studies Riley as Riley approaches the nearest empty stall. Next one, senor. Raymond will shoot anyone who uses the one he says is his. One peso, senor, and here's some grain. So the wedding's tomorrow. Everyone invited? Only important ones. Riley rubs down his horse. And that gear over there, that for sale? They are from dead men. They come here to make trouble for Senor Carson. Men like you, Senor. Riley inspects the slickers, takes the longest one. He inspects the boots, takes a small pair. Chooses a coat and a hat with a chin strap and looks to Cortez. For you, they are free. I think I have them back one day soon. You got horses for sale? I have a mare over there. They let me keep. She's old and fat. She eats all the time.
1: That the best you have?
2: Lo siento. It's the only one.
1: Hmm.
2: a Texas brand. She belonged to a dead man. Take her and a saddle and bridle. I know I will get it all back. Okay, I go to bed, senor. That is all. Good God, amigo. Mm-hmm. That same night on the edge of town, guards are standing around the very grand Carson house. Inside the elegant interior's Rad, sitting near the fire with a glass of whiskey and a pretty red head on his lap. You know I'm getting married tomorrow.
5: Yo, a fool, Rad Carson. Who's gonna stroke your hair like this? Hmm? So when will I ever see you again, honey?
2: Whenever I want. Late that same night, five miles west of Latigo, Riley sits on his horse under the cover of grove of cottonwoods just 100 feet from a very impressive ranch mansion that belongs to Uncle Joe McElroy. On the wraparound porch are a couple of grizzled armed guards pacing, Rand, who's chewing tobacco, and Rule, who looks mean enough to spit on Graves. On the front steps, two rough-looking half-breed brothers, Frank and Charlie Gomez. Both in their 40s. It's getting late. The light rain and the wind persists outside. Invisibility is poor. In the plush parlor by the stone hearth with a flickering fire sits Juliana, still in her elegant dress. Uncle Joe walks in with a smoking jacket puffing on his pipe.
6: Huh. Juliana, what are you still doing up? You should be resting. Now come here, give me a big hug and go to bed.
4: Oh, I'm just so nervous, Uncle Joe.
6: But you love him, right?
4: Well, yeah, but he's still a stranger. A kiss on the hand tells me nothing. I mean, what does he really think about anything?
6: Well, that's one of the blessings of marriage. Your late aunt and I were strangers when we wed, but that's when the best part begins, learning about each other. And tomorrow, you're gonna marry the richest man in Mexico who puts you on a pedestal. You're a very fortunate young lady. I know your father would be proud if he were here. God rest his soul. Uh, To be murdered like that in the dead of the night. Mm. But there are good things to remember now. Like the day Rad saw your portrait on my desk. He insisted we go to Kansas City so he could meet you. He was already in love. And your father was all for the marriage. He knew Rad was going to give you everything.
4: Yes, I know. I'll be happy, don't worry. But all of those guards out there, they make me nervous. Especially that Raymond.
6: (laughs) Well, truth is, mean as he looks, Raymond's just a mining engineer. His job here is to protect you and Rad. It's all part of marrying into such wealth and prestige. Now go on upstairs. I'll send Maria up with some hot milk.
4: No hurry, Uncle Joe. Let her finish in the kitchen. But please, do not move back to Texas. You're my only friend in this country.
6: Is that what's worrying you? I'll stay as long as you need me.
4: By the way, why did you leave Texas, Uncle Joe? I mean, I thought you were going to be the next governor.
6: Well, I was. But when I lost your aunt to the fever, everything changed. And there was opportunity in Mexico, thanks to Rad Carson. But I am so glad you're here, Juliana. She kisses his cheek and turns
2: toward the stairway. In the pitch dark behind a cottonwood near the garden, Riley watches the mansion, and sees lights in some of the windows. Right then, Rule comes walking around the corner of the porch with his rifle, stops, and kicks the big cow dog. Get back to the barn, you old mongrel. When Rule and the others have disappeared, Riley comes from behind the tree on foot and starts up the stairs to the upper porch, carrying a blanket roll. Juliana's alone in her room. On the wall hangs a beautiful white lace covered wedding gown. She pauses to stroke it with admiration. She puts on a shawl, hugs it around her shoulders, then steps through the door that opens to the covered veranda. Juliana stares into the roaring dark rain. As a gust of nasty wind tugs at her shawl, she turns back to the closed door. Suddenly, A blanket wraps around her face and upper body. She fights with muffled squeals as Rylan carries her back down the stairs. And as she frantically throws herself about, she knocks her head in the stair post and loses consciousness. Halfway down the steps, he can hear Rule screaming, chasing the dog back off the porch.
7: You're damn lucky she's made a pet out of you. Once she's hitched, you're going to be hung
2: up like a stuck pig. And once Ruler's is out of sight raleigh carries the unconscious Julian into the storm reaching the cottonwoods where his horse and his saddle pinto Mara, wait he sets her sideways on the saddle and ties her down he turns sees a big dog standing there tail wagging <laughs> okay fella guess you want to come with us as they ride off into the night the dog trots on ahead of them as if it knows the way they're heading north to the mountains Too
5: close to the fire Oh, you're gonna get burned Too deep in the water And you can't swim Well, girl, you better learn If you're gonna drive faster Don't forget about the curve And standing on a ledge Looking off the edge is gonna take some nerve But the women who run with cowboys days you wouldn't change a thing for the women (laughs) who Yeah, the women who run with cowboys, who dare run with cowboys, never know, never know what they're getting into. Yeah, the women who run with cowboys, never know, never know what they're getting into. Oh, they better know, better know what they're getting into a new run with cowboys.
2: An hour later they come to the shelter of a cliff. Riley reins up, dismounts, and the dog crowds in with him. Juliana's coming around, so Riley lifts her off the saddle and sets her down, unfolding the wet blanket so she can breathe.
4: Who are you?
2: He strikes a match and sets fire to Rush clinging to the cliff wall. He draws his badge, shows it to her in the sudden light, then slides it back into his vest pocket.
4: What? what do you want?
2: Silence as he unties the boots and coat from his bedroll.
4: Pepper, why don't you bite him? When I say bite, you bite him.
2: Riley ignores her and tosses the boots at her feet and hands her the coat.
4: Am I under arrest?
2: as a witness.
4: Witness to what? I mean, I don't know anything about any bad people. It's not me you really want, is it? Uh, You planned all of this. Why? You want them to follow us, and I'm the bait for, you're not after my uncle? I mean, there's no one else who would follow except maybe Mr. Carson.
1: His name isn't Carson.
4: You're insane. Mr. Carson's a respected man, a gentleman.
1: Let's get mounted.
4: And if I don't?
2: You'll be tied to the saddle again. Juliana climbs onto the Pinto with a slicker covering her.
4: You're thinking he'll come after us, and that's what you want? It won't work. He'll send his men. He's too smart to ride into a trap, and he must know I'm gone by now.
2: No response as they head back into the storm. After a while, they find shelter under a rock overhang and dismount. Riley makes a clumsy but hot fire out of the rain's reach.
4: Please, can you loosen this? I can't breathe, and I can't ride in it.
2: Embarrassed, Riley comes over to loosen the ties on her corset.
4: I need to take it off.
2: She removes the corset, quickly drops her bodice, then stands there with the corset in hand, not knowing what to do with it. Pepper jumps up, grabs the corset, swings it around the dirt, runs off into the rain, dragging it.
4: Pepper, come back! Oh well, they're a miserable invention anyway, probably made by a man. Uh, are you blushing?
2: Pepper comes in out of the rain without the corset. He shakes himself in the shelter, splattering water on both of them. Riley takes blankets from the bedrolls and hands them to her. She lays out her slicker, draws the blankets around her, and sits by the fire. The dog curls up next to her. Here.
1: How about some coffee? And Pepper, here's a little hard tack for you. Sorry, your lordship. That's all you get.
4: Pepper seems to like you. He hates most everybody else. He even growls at Rad.
2: With no response from him, she soon sleeps. It's still raining a hard and windy daybreak, but at least there's a fire, coffee, and biscuits waiting for Juliana as she wakes up. Riley tosses a dog a biscuit. Raleigh downs his coffee, lets fire dwindle, and goes to tighten the cinches on their mounts.
4: Why do you want Rad Carson?
2: Raleigh doesn't answer. She looks angry, frustrated. As she watches him make up the bedrolls, Juliana quickly mounts and digs her heels into the pinto, who jumps forward. Raleigh leaps up, grabs the reins, stops the horse. Why did you try that?
1: Now I have to tie you.
4: No, 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 please. I couldn't bear it. I I won't try it again, I promise.
1: No more chances after this one.
2: The next morning, still raining hard, Rad Carson stands on his porch in a robe, looking ready to explode. Near him heavily armed is Raymond, and on his horse facing Carson
7: is Rule. Well, I don't know, Mr. Carson. Last night, the maid found her. Gone. Appears by the tracks near the house that someone took her. We've been out all night looking for her, but the rain washed out their tracks. We got to just shy of the river, but no sign of them. They had to have gone into the mountains. Where were you and the others when it happened? Well, we was circling the house, but the wind and the rain, man, it made it tough to hear or see anything. Well, only a fool go
8: against you, Mr. Carson. Except maybe.
7: Rangers.
8: There was a stranger rode in town last night, but he stayed at the livery. So I just figured he was saddle tramp. I'll go check with Cortez.
9: Where was Meredith?
7: He said he didn't hear nothing. And that damn cow dog didn't even bark. I figure it went off with him. I should have shot that mongrel a long time
9: ago. Aside from the Gomez brothers, you're the best tracker i got, so I'm counting on you. Get the men together. Two weeks' rations. I'll be right with you.
8: Well, if it was, Rangers, you'll be riding into a trap. That's what they want, Mr. Carson. Well, we can handle it. We'll bring her back for you. I'm going with you, and
9: I'll be coming home with Juliana.
2: Raymond rides up to the livery, swings down. Cortez, fork in hand, comes out to greet him at the entrance. Hey, hombre. Strange to ride in last night. Si, senor. Hmm. He bed down here? I think so. Bought an old horse from me. Where is he now? I don't know. This morning he is gone. Raymond glares at him, turns, swings back in the saddle. He say anything about that wedding? Por supuesto, no, senor. All right.
8: You ain't letting no one use my stall, are you?
2: Raymond spins his horse, rides back up the street. Cortez wipes his brow and grins turns back inside. Same morning at Uncle Joe's ranch, Carson rides up with ten men. Rule, Rand, Raymond, Bell, and some other hard cases. He dismounts and charges up through the rain to the porch as the front door opens. Uncle Joe McElroy, fully dressed, lets him in.
6: Now, nobody saw or heard anything. It was raining and pitch black out there. I sent my own men out, but they just came back. All they could figure was they went north into the mountains. Maybe only two horses, but couldn't be sure.
9: The Gomez brothers are tracking them. If it's rangers, they'll head east for the river sooner or later. Only a few canyons they can follow.
6: Well, there's a big storm coming across Texas. The river will be impossible to cross.
9: Rangers do the
6: impossible. I know, but it could have been bandits.
9: I'll tell you this much. If she's damaged or never found, you're going to pay for it.
6: Now, come on. I've stood by you through everything. Even when my own brother Without
9: would... me, you'd have nothing. And you'd be rotting in some Texas prison for stealing from your own bank.
6: I know, I know. I'm just telling you. You can trust me. We're going into
9: the mountains. You send your men straight across the river to watch for them. They can stop them before they... But they're cowhands. Just do it. And you, saddle up. You're coming with us. Now, Rad, I'm too old to be out there in this storm. Dead or with us,
2: what'll it be?
6: Whatever you say.
2: <laughs> Juliana rides in front. Riley's behind her as they head up a steep trail. The dog trotting along all around them. Rain pours off their hat brims. Juliana wears a warm coat and slicker which covers most of her dress. Her boots show under her skirt. She's wet. She's shivering. The horses barely keep their footing as golly guards are close to a rock wall for a bit of cover. I see them, boy.
4: That looks like the Gomez brothers. You don't have a chance, you know.
1: You gonna stay put, or do I have to tie you?
4: I'm too cold to move. Go ahead, get shot. I'll be right here.
2: And Pepper, you stay here, too. Riley leaves his horse ground tied takes his rifle, starts back down the trail. He sees that the Gomez brothers have disappeared, which means ambush. Riley squats behind some brush, peers into the heavy rain. Pepper comes running by him. Then the dog charges on down the trail leaps into the brush cover. Charlie Gomez jumps up with a yell. Realizing he's lost his cover, Charlie aims his rifle and fires up the trail. Riley jumps up drop it. Charlie fires again, shot whistling by Riley's ear. Riley fires. Charlie jumps in the air and hits the ground. Brother Frank jumps up, firing his six gun, fanning the hammer. Shot's buzzing around Riley. Riley drops down, fires back. Frank grabs his belly and drops to his knees. When Riley walks over to check, they're seconds away from dead. Riley takes her six guns, sticks them in his belt, then drags her bodies into the brush out of sight. Riley takes the other rifle, looks on down the trail, sees nothing. Pepper, tail wagon, stands in front of him. Yeah, I know. You did good, dog. When Riley and Dog get back to camp, Juliana is shivering in the saddle. He empties the Gomez rifle, shoves it into the scabbard on her saddle and guides her horse ahead of his on the trail. She's too cold to speak. The next stop is in the early afternoon, higher up in the mountains, deep in the rocks and boulders, where the cliff's edge is shelter. Juliana hovers close to the fire with more coffee and more hard biscuits. She welcomes the dog lying close to her. Here you go, Pepper. You eat what we eat. Riley's amazing voice seems to work every time. But now he looks worried about Juliana.
4: You still haven't said why you want Rad Carson. Murder. I don't believe it.
1: A woman and seven men.
4: What? You're only saying this to get me to cooperate. Well, it won't work. I mean, what reason would you have to kill anyone, especially a woman? No, it's all a lie, just to get him back in Texas.
2: Realizing she's not making sense, she falls silent and stares into her cup. At this point, Rad, Uncle Joe, and the rest of the men are making their way through the rain up the same trail Riley and them have taken. After a moment, Raymond gets off his horse, goes into some brush. It's the Gomez brothers! Both shot in the gut! So he's not a backshooter. Keep moving. They take a noon break under the same overhanging rocks as Riley had
8: found. Look at them tracks here. Two horses and a dog footprint and a, and a man's boot. I don't see any signs, nothing.
7: Don't worry about it, Raymond's the tracker. Yeah, how do you know he's not making it up?
8: Could be a whole posse waiting for us. Could be a trap.
7: You're right, he'd be
9: crazy to try this alone.
8: Ain't no trail to follow, not in this rain. Send a few
9: men down each canyon. We'll take the laster whenever we find a trail.
2: Just then. Rand sees something, gets off his horse, walks into the rain, and returns with a corset in hand. Rad Carson's face turns red.
8: Now, that don't mean nothing, Mr. Carson. Could be she took it off so she could breathe. You know how them women sufferin' them things. Carson grabs the corset, crunches it,
2: tosses
6: it back into the rain. Don't even think it, Rad. She's a decent woman. But against her will... Well, what I know with Texas Rangers, he won't touch her. All he wants is you. As night falls, Riley and Juliana find shelter in a cavern
2: large enough for the horses. Riley drags in brush, builds a fire in a rock pit despite the wet branches. Juliana removes her slicker and hat. Her dress, skirts, and shoes are soaked as she kneels by the fire.
4: I'll never be warm again.
2: He takes blankets from the bedrolls, wraps one around her, startles her. Here's some coffee.
4: Oh, thank you.
2: Now, for our first gourmet meal. He dumps a can of beans into a pan, sets it on the hot rocks by the flames, and Juliana willingly picks up a spoon to stir them. Raleigh stands near the entrance with his coffee rifle. Juliana studies them, stirring the beans.
4: I just hate the wind. In Kansas, it blows all the time. But in Latigo, in the valley, it wasn't so bad. We were gonna have a great feast for the wedding. I'd have been in a beautiful white dress, dancing to pretty music, and everyone bowing to us, treating me like a princess. But no, I'm dragged out in the middle of the night, forced to ride a man's saddle into the rain, freezing in thin blankets, and now sitting here eating beans, and so cold I can barely move.
2: He keeps eating in silence.
4: (sighs) But not you. You're so hard, and nothing touches you. You don't even feel the cold. What made you that way? The war between the states?
2: Raleigh shrugs, finishes his beans, looks back at the rain.
4: Is that why you joined the Rangers? To keep fighting? So you like what you're doing? Maybe you enjoy dragging innocent women away from family in the middle of the night. Maybe. Do you have any heart at all? Do you have any feelings for, I don't know, anyone? Does a man like you even have a wife?
1: Uh, want
2: the job?
4: Well, well. So you can be funny.
2: To hurt Sme. His hard face cracks into a grin. Juliana smiles, finding it hard to believe he could be human. Out of earshot of Riley, she hugs Pepper and whispers to the dog.
4: He's scared to death of me, isn't he, Pepper? But he's kind of cute. You're wasting your time, you know. I'm not crossing the river with you. Nothing you can do or say will get me anywhere near it.
2: He lays out a limb that's wet and uses brandy from his saddlebags to make it burn.
4: Is that why you carry that? To start fires? I suppose you never drink it. Nope. I'm not surprised. You haven't a single weakness. You're not real, that's why. But Rad Carson, he's real, and he does have weaknesses, and I'm one of them. He loves me. When he saw my portrait at my uncle's, he dragged him all the way to Kansas City to meet me. He treats me like a princess, and my father wanted me to be taken care of. He was all for the wedding, and he loved Rad, and Rad really liked my father.
1: Is that why he killed him? What? Is that why he killed your father?
4: I'm sorry, what are you saying?
1: He killed seven men. Your father was one of them.
4: You're lying. What a terrible thing to say. You're you're trying to trick me so I'll cross the river and it won't work. You'll never convince me that Rad would ever do that.
1: Ask Leon.
4: The stable hand? But Leon would never lie. He'd never.
1: Leon had gone to the stable to see a colt. Another worker was with him. Late at night. They could see through the haystacks when the young man you know as Rad Carson clubbed your father to death.
4: But Rad had no reason. Why?
1: Leon heard your father tell Rad he would only marry you over his dead body.
4: Oh, please God, no.
1: Seems your father had figured out who Rad Carson really was.
4: Does my uncle know how my father died?
1: I believe he might.
4: My uncle would never.
1: He's wanted for embezzlement at his Austin bank. So maybe he felt he had no choice.
4: What? So how far to the river?
1: Another night in the canyons. Then we have to take high ground until we get to the bend. It'll be rough traveling.
4: And we better get some sleep.
2: Riley shoves more wood in the fire. She gathers her blankets around her as the dog gets close.
4: But even when they catch up to us, there'll be so many of them. And how will you ever arrest Red Carson?
2: Riley shrugs.
4: Will other rangers be meeting us? Nope. You just charge into something and then you try to make it work?
1: Sometimes.
4: You're a strange man, Mr...
2: Jack... Jack Riley.
4: Mr. Riley.
2: He studies her for a long while and takes up his rifle and goes sit at the cave entrance.
10: River, there's no turning back this time. We will have to cross this river, even if it's deep and wide. Maybe we can find forever on the other side. Hear those voices in the distance, daring us to try. Let's don't stand here any longer Some things you know just can't wait Let us ease into this water Pray we don't get swept away What we leave, we leave behind us Make a new start The river's gonna try and fight us And tear us apart Can't stay where we are If we get across this river Raise the banner, ring the bell On that shore we'll stand together what a story we can tell What a story we
3: We'll
0: return to the pod play One Texas Ranger in 60 seconds. We now return to the pod play entitled One Texas Ranger.
2: Next morning, Carson, Uncle Joe, and the others are nearing the cavern campsite. The sun is finally out. The other fiber ads men have dispersed into prior canyons. Raymond dismounts, and inspects the mud. Well, we got tracks, still heading north.
8: Want me to send one of them boys to round up the others?
9: No. They'll meet us along the river and join up. Meredith's ranch hand should be there already. That ranger's gonna be real sorry he ever laid his
2: hands on her. Carson turns. Rides on ahead with McElroy and Redmond. Rule shifts in the saddle as Raymond mounts. You still think
7: it's a trap, Raymond? Being educated and all, I just figure you know everything. Like how to see tracks where there ain't none.
8: Boy, education wouldn't hurt you none.
7: That's what my poor old mother used to say. But I got common sense, and that's more than anybody can teach. Shoot, except you let a dog out fox you every time. When I catch up with that mongrel, you'll see who's outfoxed.
2: Rule rides ahead. Raymond grins, shakes his head. Another night in the mountains, Riley and Juliana walked their horses to the edge of a cliff join the warm sun. Down below the raging waters of the flooded river. On the other side, the wild ridges and canyons of the Big Bend country.
4: I'm not crossing that water. Look at it. We'll drown.
2: So go on.
1: Stay and wait for the man who killed your father. But how? We'll hang on from the water. Let the horses pull us.
4: Not in this dress.
1: Or that coat.
4: Can I keep the slicker?
1: Afraid not. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I was going to be queen of the Latigo and now drowned in the Rio Grande. But we'll make it. <laughs> you might even walk across.
2: It seems to take forever as they lead their horses down the steep trail to the bottom of the cliff and to the banks of the flooded river. Riley takes her rope and ties it around her waist with a slipknot.
4: Oh, I'm afraid of how that river looks. Someday I'll get even with you for this. Unless we both drown.
1: If I go under, you pull this to get free. Can you swim?
4: Not since I was small.
1: Grab the tail and don't let go.
4: What about Pepper?
1: Pepper, you need any help?
4: He understands everything you say, but just you. Why is that? I know, you speak dog.
2: Raleigh gives a hint of a smile. Then Raleigh swats the horses in the rear, grabs his horse's tail, and Juliana reaches out and grabs a pinto's tail. Pepper only hesitates a moment, and dives in after them. The water has a ruthless undercurrent. Suddenly, she loses grip, goes under, and the pinto goes on without her. Grab my belt. He pulls her close so she can seize his belt with both hands. in the far shore, Riley starts to weaken with her weight dragging him down, when abruptly, a lasso's loop lands close by. He grabs a rope as someone is dragging him toward the East Texas shore with Juliana clinging to his neck. As Riley falls on shore, exhausted, he stares up at the big grin on Ranger Bill Smith's face. Ranger Smith, patch over his left eye, but no longer with a sling or head bandage, has the other end of the rope on his saddle. Well, of all the people, Riley gets on his knees and catches his breath turns to check on Juliana. Pepper comes to lick her face. Smith kneels beside Juliana and rolls her in, in some blankets.
0: Hey, little girl. I'm Ranger Smith. I got a daughter just your age. She smiles up at him, closes her eyes. Where'd you come from? They were putting me out to pasture. When my time comes, I don't want it to be in bed with my boots off. Besides, this is more fun. She doesn't look like Carson. She's his intended. Holy smoke. But how'd you find her? I got there the night before the wedding. And you just decided to grab her. Smart move. But now you got a tiger by the tail. By the looks of her, he'll be crossing over in a real hurry. How far were you figuring for him to follow? Far enough that he loses a few men along the way. Cut the odds. I'll
2: I'll take you to my camp. Juliana, exhausted, tries to sit up, but can't. Across the river on the Mexico side, Riley sees no riders, but any second he knows Carson could appear. Let's move. Smith helps Juliana to her feet, keeps her wrapped in blankets. Riley collects the pinot after he repacked the bedroll and leads it forward. That's Jensen's
0: pinto. I don't remember her being so big. Makes you wonder.
2: Smith lifts Juliana up and puts her on
0: the pinto. I don't know if she's making a bag or if she's just fat, but she's too old anyway.
2: Riley mounts his horse, looks back, satisfied they're out of sight of the river. Pepper's following. Smith, leading Juliana on the pinto, turns through a crevice in the wall. Leads them through to the next canyon. Drag some of that brush along behind us. They climb past the timber and onto rocky terrain to reach the ridge camp. Riley follows Smith and Julianne onto the rocky top of the ridge where they have a full view of the river, both directions, and of the crossing far below. A large pool of water comes from a spring bubbling through the rocks. Riley sees ahead how the ridge drops straight down into the canyon far below. Yeah, you
0: can travel along the ridge, but no way down. Which means no way up for anyone else. A campfire smolders just inside. There's grain in that bag over there. And you, dog, can eat what we eat. (laughs) So you speak American.
2: Smith sets Juliana down by the fire. She's barely conscious shivering like crazy. He wraps more blankets around her then builds up the fire until it's hot and crackling.
0: I saw the fight, but couldn't get down there in time. Now we have to get those wet clothes off of her.
2: Riley makes a face shakes his head.
0: Okay. Well, it's up to you, girl.
2: Smith helps her sit up while she peels off her camisole under the blanket then covers herself again.
0: Now Riley, go ahead and sit beside her and Hold her a while to give her some body heat.
1: Uh, No, I don't think so.
0: You do it. Well, I'm too old to have much and too darn cranky to sit still for long, but all right. Guess I'll have to.
2: Smith sits down, draws her into his lap and holds her against him. Then she opens her eyes, looks up at Smith, closes her eyes. In delirium, she starts to babble.
4: Mr. Riley speaks dog. Did you know that? He says everyone lies to me, but my uncle loves me. He wouldn't just use me, would he? Uncle Joe always cared for me, but my father never had time for me. He was always with his horses, always at the track. and He wanted a son, you know, but my mother, she died too soon. So all he had was me, and he was so afraid I'd wear myself out like her, and... He wouldn't let me work on the ranch at all, just in the house. And then he made his fortune in the racehorses and went to his new stables near Kansas. And he kept me almost a prisoner. Didn't want men around me until Rad Carson came in like a prince. He had money and was so sweet to me. And well, it was all set. Then Riley, he came out of nowhere. So strange, so little to say, right out of some dime novel. He looks so mean all the time, but
2: he's so adorable. Riley stokes fire, looks up to see a big grin on Smith's face.
0: Come on, Mr. Adorable. Let's have some
2: coffee. Riley glares at him, then half grins. As the sun comes up the next morning in Big Bend country, Smith's been on guard at the overlook where he can see the river. Abruptly juliana opens her eyes and tries to sit up but can't smith comes back to the fire
4: what happened
0: you were delirious but the worst is over you were suffering from exposure
4: i guess my wet clothes
2: she peeks under her blankets she wears nothing she glares at riley and he sits up
4: (gasps) how dare you
2: You took them off yourself.
4: Oh, I feel so weak. I...
2: It'll take time. Smith fills a cup with hot coffee and takes it to her.
4: Yes, I remember. You pulled us out of the river. Thank you so much.
2: He reaches over, hands her the petticoats
0: and camisole. You're not going anywhere for another day, at least.
2: Smith and Riley sit by the fire, enjoy their coffee while Juliana goes back to sleep. That's one beautiful woman, all right and she thinks
0: you're adorable. Riley disregards the repeated humor and gestures to the river and the far ridge. I'd better get out my old spyglass.
2: They watch seven riders coming down the ridge across the river. It's Carson, McElroy, Raymond, Rand, and the others approaching the raging river. Raymond rides down the river a bit, reins up, and comes back.
8: Five of your men over in the brush, Mr. Carson. All of them dead. It's not possible. Not from one man. They do the impossible. Isn't that what you said, Rad? The tracks go right in the river. They probably drown up there. Just two horses, Mr. Carson. And that dog. But there could be an army over there just waiting for you.
9: I'm going with you. Well, then let me go first. No, send Redmond.
8: I can't swim!
2: Carson pulls his revolver, glares at Redmond. Die here, or take a chance out there. Redmond knows Carson's serious, so he swallows hard and sets his horse into the water. In the middle of the raging river, Redmond's horse disappears. Redmond tries to hang on, but goes under. (laughs)
8: Well, so much for Redmond. Must be a better way across.
2: Rand,
9: you go south. Rule, go north. But only for one hour, then come back.
2: Rand and Rule gladly obey. McElroy, Bell, Raymond and Carson dismount, stare across the river. But they don't realize Rod and Smith are watching from a far ridge on the Texas side. As Ranger Smith watches them through a spyglass, he makes a face.
0: Well, they found the dead man you left over there. That's Joe McElroy, all right. Sooner or later, Carson's going to cross but he's already sacrificed one man to it.
1: There's the one I saw in Latigo.
0: Raymond. Yeah, I know about him all right. Won't step on a fly, but will skin you alive if he's a mind. And he's a gun hand. You've been figuring on how to handle this. She's not able to go anywhere just yet. A step at a time.
1: When they get across, I'll cover the tracks up here and leave you to keep her safe. Then I'll
0: take two horses and head out, lead them on a wild goose chase for a while. Now, that just might work, assuming they even get across. We left the tracks of three people and three horses at the river and through the crack. Now, we let them come into the canyon below. They'll find tracks of three horses and a dog. But when you cover the tracks up here and take off, They'll see three horses change to two and no dog. Now, Raymond will look at how one horse and a dog disappears into thin air, and you'll get spooked for sure. That's what I'm thinking. Now, that won't scare Carson none, but he needs Raymond. And we get Raymond all rattled, it could get to Carson little by little. Look, they're up to something now.
2: Smith goes back to check on Juliana while Riley stands with his back to camp and watches the men at the river with his spyglass. Carson, Meredith, the others sit around the campfire, gazing at the wild river, still on the other side.
9: We're losing time. Fifty U.S. dollars to anyone who makes the first crossing.
2: My horse will make it. Ha! His horse is too old. Rand leads his horse over to the river. He takes off his boots, hangs them in his gun belt to the saddle horn. He sends his horse in the water with a swat that hangs onto the tail. Rand's horse starts swimming across the rough current and soon stumbles out of the water, collapses on the sandy bank. Man, he was lucky.
9: The rest of you start across, one at a time. You next, Rule. What? Get. I should be last. You're asking for it.
2: A long rule clinging to the horse's tail makes it to the other side. Carson is still unaware that Smith and Riley watch from the ridge.
0: Well, I reckon they'll rest up a bit. But if you want to confound them, this is the time.
2: Juliana, wrapped in blankets, manages to get up from the campfire. She rubs sleep from her eyes.
4: Oh, where are you going?
2: Riley doesn't answer. He looks down at her for a long moment, tips his hat. Then Riley turns and leads his horse down the trail. I'll cover your trail. Keep going. Juliana watches anxiously as the two men go down the steep trail. Get back up there, Pepper.
4: Pepper, come on.
2: But Pepper just keeps running alongside of the ridge until she disappears from sight. Smith returns to Juliana.
4: Where's Mr. Riley going?
0: Leading them on a wild goose chase. They're all across the river now including your uncle.
4: Uncle Joe? I thought the idea was to catch Rad Carson. What if they catch Mr. Riley instead?
0: First, he's trying to spook him. You,
2: you like that boy, don't you?
4: Yes, but he needs a lot of work.
2: Meanwhile, Riley reins up, turns, sees Pepper coming down the grade.
1: Well, well. The ghost dog returns. That should keep him
2: guessing. As he leads the pinto, it abruptly stands firm. Riley reins his horse about, walks back. What's got into you? Too
1: much grain? We gotta hurry. There's a mess of killers gonna show up any minute now.
2: Dang it. The pinto mare refuses to move, breathes hard, then lies down. Sorry, old girl, but I'm leaving you behind. You can
1: catch up later.
11: No
2: and Uncle Joe, Raymond, Rand, Rule, and young Bell are resting with their horses. Bell, the youngest and least experienced, seems to be leery of what they're doing and keeps looking at Rand, who just shrugs. Raymond, see where the tracks go. Raymond lets his horse rest and instead walks back through the canyon. Short time later, Raymond returns on foot. Well, they cut
8: through a slice in the wall, went into the next canyon. Did you follow them? Well, it's too dark.
2: If we rush them, she could get hurt. You let me handle this. Carson, Raymond, and the rest make their way along the Red Canyon and then through the Slice. In the next canyon, Raymond reads the signs. Oh, man. There were three horses
8: and a dog. But now there are two horses and no dog. Man, you're seeing things. No, it's true. Must be a trick. The two horses head up the canyon that way, east. I'd like to look around here first. Uh, a horse and a dog can't just disappear, you know. No time. Mount up. Let's follow the tracks we
2: can see. A long way up the back canyon, Carson and them come upon tracks of the two horses where they are joined by the dog, which is getting Raymond more spooked by the minute. Uncle Joe seems to be enjoying it. Now it's two horses and the dog. What? That dog is back? They rein up when they see the mare. The pinto mare lies on her side with her back to them, looks dead. Dead horse over there. I've
9: seen that pinto before.
2: From that ranger we hanged. Raymond dismounts, walks over to the horse, kicks it, but no response. (laughs) Must be dead. He then turns, starts back towards his horse. With the riders gone, the mare lifts its head, gets to its feet, shudders. Ranger Smith, is delighted that Juliana seems recovered. She walks over to look down into the canyon.
4: Look, the Pinto!
2: What? Smith gets up, goes over to have a look. Mare comes up to
0: him and muzzles him. You're a fine one. Come on, I'll have to cover your trail
2: again. Pinto pants heavily as Smith leads it. You're in worse shape than I am. Following Smith's map in his mind, Riley leads his horse and the dog up into the brush, covering his tracks all the way. Carson and the others come to a dead end to Riley's trail. They look around for signs. Raymond dismounts to read the ground. Now the horse and the dog are gone. Tracks just disappeared. Raymond's so
7: superstitious, he nearly drowned saving his head on account of it's his lucky one. He jumps every time a crow flies. Maybe I better take over.
9: Back off. Raymond's smarter than all of you put together. Now, Rule, right on ahead and see if anyone's in sight.
7: Within minutes, Rule is back. It's a dead-end canyon, and nobody's
9: there. Then he's up there somewhere. Rule, backtrack and see if you can see
2: anyone. Raymond is so rattled, he has trouble remounting. Within minutes, Rule is back, looking strange. That Pinto mare? It's
9: gone. What? Now I'm getting spooked. It's gonna be dark in no time. We'll camp by the creek and see what the tracks look like in the morning.
2: As night falls back at the camp where Ranger Smith and Juliana are, Riley rides up with the dog following. You sure took your time. I think we lost the Pinto for good. And then he sees a pinto mare with a spindly, long-legged pinto colt nursing with vigor.
0: <laughs> she got up here. I went to give her some grain, and there was a hoof sticking out of her uh, backside. Crossing that river must have hurried things along. That colt just popped out all by itself. Now, who can figure where she was eleven months ago, and who was the culprit? Jensen must not have known, or he wouldn't have taken her to Mexico. Riley stares at the scene and suddenly grins.
4: Look, Pepper, he can smile.
0: Well, Riley, go figure. You started out just one Texas Ranger. All you had to do was get Carson out of Mexico. (laughs) Then you end up with a female and a dog, and then you got another Ranger. And now you got another little pinto pony. (laughs) This one is for the books. Riley just shakes his head. And you ought to have learned by now that all females are downright unpredictable. It also makes a man realize he has no real control over anything that's going to happen.
2: Riley nods. His gaze meets Juliana's. She smiles at him. As Raleigh walks over to the edge of camp and peers in the dark canyon, Juliana walks over and stands beside him.
4: I want to thank you. You saved me from marrying the man who killed my father. And you saved me in that river.
2: She's so beautiful it scares him. If he keeps looking at her, he'll want to kiss her. He takes a deep breath, turns on his heels, heads back to camp. Juliana leans down to whisper to Pepper.
4: I told you, he's scared to death of me. But he's not getting away.
2: She straightens, starts to turn, then stops.
4: Mr. Riley, come have a look.
2: Riley and Smith both come over to follow her gaze. In the far depths of the back canyon, they see a tiny glow. Campfire. Next morning, Carson and the others are back to where they found the pinto mare. The tracks head back the way we came.
8: But I'd have sworn that mare was dead. Listen to me. It's all a trick.
9: They're up there somewhere. Raymond, you and Rule stay with me. Rand, you and Bell get up that ridge and have a look.
2: All right, boss. After a little while, the two men run into boulders and can proceed no more. So they make their way down and return to Carson, McElroy, Rule, and Raymond. I thought I saw tracks heading up, but they just vanished. Mm, I don't feel good about this. Let's follow the Pinto tracks. Meanwhile, from the ridge and undercover, Riley and Smith watch McElroy, Carson, and his men coming back along the canyon. It's obvious they're following the Pinto's tracks, but the Pinto's hoofprints end in the maze of all the tracks where Riley has muddled them.
0: Now they're gonna spread out. Got any plans? No, but they don't want Juliana to get hurt, so we got the advantage. You think that's enough? Listen, we can hear them talking, clear as a bell. That means they can hear us. While Riley and
2: Smith watch and listen from above, Carson and the men stare up the steep climb.
7: It'd take a mountain goat to get up there. It's only steep for about 500 feet or so.
2: Rand, you're an old mountain goat. Why don't you have a look? Rand dismounts, takes his rifle, walks over to the ridge, and starts up. As Rand breaks into the clearing, he stops. Ranger Smith's rifle points at his belly. One sound and you're dead. Oh, okay, I hear you. I'm putting my gun belt down and coming in. Sorry, ma'am, I-, I wanted no part of this. Get over by the cave. Raleigh holds a six gun on Rand as Smith takes him to the cave and ties his hands behind his back. Down below in the canyon, Carson is getting impatient. Let's wait, Mr. Carson. Seem like they're up
8: there just picking your men off one at a time. And it's possible they can hear every word we say. We need all the men we got. Oh, man. We'd better try something else. There's bad medicine up there, Mr. Carson.
9: Raymond, I know you're a very superstitious man, but don't get out of line with me. There are no ghosts. Huh. Raymond carries them in his head.
8: Bro, you better shut up.
9: Bell, you tell them if they send the girl down, I won't blow her uncle's head to little bitty pieces. Uh, what? Listen, Meredith, I don't give a damn about you. i only use you to get her,
6: and I'll kill you with a drop of the hat if it gets her back. Now, hold on, Rad. Without me, you'd never make it back across the river. Tell them what I said.
2: They watch the nervous Bell making his way up through the trees until they lose sight of him.
6: It may not work,
8: Mr. Carson. And there's just a few of us now. If it's me they want, we
9: got to draw them out. But Miss Meredith... You see any signs she's fighting them? I learned a long time ago you can't trust any woman.
8: hmm You're wrong about her, Mr. Carson. She's the best of them. Look, they had to have dragged her across
2: the river. I told you before, Rad. She's a decent young woman. Up in the ridge, Riley and Smith see Bell come walking in, hands in the air.
9: Mr. Carson says if you send the girl down, he won't come after you. And and if you
0: don't let her go, he's going to shoot Mr. Meredith. Oh, no! You figure he'll do
7: it? Yeah, he'll shoot him on the spot.
0: You go back and tell him.
1: We'll think about it. Maybe we'll send her down come sunset.
2: I'll try, but, but he's pretty mad. Bell turns to start to go back down. Hold
1: on. Just a minute. Drop your holster. We're going to send the other one down. Riley then looks over at Rand. You go down and tell him the girl's been sick, but we'll send her down at sunset. Tell him that. Sunset, huh?
2: <laughs> With the sun in their eyes. If Carson has to kill the uncle, he will. And then he'll just lay siege. I hear you. Thanks. Now, have some grub
1: and some coffee.
2: Bell, grateful, sits down by the fire. Juliana pours him some coffee. While Smith watches Bell, Riley goes over to look down into the canyon. He watches as Rand approaches McElroy and Carson and them. Come sunset, Carson gets Uncle Joe on his feet and marches him over to the foot of the ridge, then puts a pistol to his head. Uh, she won't believe you'll do it. She'd better. Rad then looks up and sees Juliana heading down with Riley. Riley. But it's not Juliana. It's actually young Bell wearing Juliana's skirt over his boots, with a blanket covering his head and face and draped partly around his body. With the sun in their eyes, Carson and Uncle Joe believe it's Juliana. As Riley and Bell, with Pepper following, slowly make their way down, Bell loses his footing. Riley reaches out and grabs his arm, just as if he was a girl. Whatever you do, don't look up. Riley and Bell walk out into the canyon floor. Carson keeps his six gun pointed at Uncle Joe's head. Up above, Juliana keeps out of sight but crowds Ranger Smith with a rifle pointed down, just like his.
9: Okay, Mister, drop your rifle and your gun belt.
2: When they are less than ten feet apart, Riley shoves Bell forward, who almost crashes into Carson. Huh? It's Bell. Just as Carson fires at Riley, Uncle Joe pushes him, and Riley charges forward and grabs Carson. Riley and Carson fight, fall to the ground. Raymond raises his rifle, but Pepper flies through the air and lands on Raymond, who falls under the big dog's weight and hits his head and rocks. Rule tries to kick at the dog, but Pepper jumps up, charges Rule. From up on the ridge, Juliana pushes forward and fires. That that was right in my ear.
4: I'm sorry, he was kicking my dog.
2: Juliana's shot hit Rule in the chest. Raymond manages to get back up, raises his rifle to fire and Smith fires, hitting Raymond dead center. Carson and Riley roll on the ground, pounding each other while Uncle Joe, Bell and Rand watch. Bell, however, hurriedly drops a blanket, pulls off the skirt to end his humiliation. Smith, with rifle in hand, comes down the mountain trail and against his orders, Juliana follows with her rifle. Get back up here.
4: Well, I want my skirt back.
2: Smith shakes his head. By the time they get to the bottom, Riley has beat Carson down to his knees. Juliana and Smith hurry over, and Bell hands her the skirt. Smith uses his cuffs on Carson and looks down at Rule and Raymond.
0: I got Raymond all right, but she got the other dead sinner
4: that was for pepper
0: you're no better than any other woman i should have killed you
2: smith kicks him and carson staggers a few steps
0: no need to talk that way she's been a lady
6: and a prisoner the whole time
4: i believed in you but you killed my father
6: that's a lie is not it's true but i didn't know it until it was too late now ranger i'll testify for dismissal of other charges
0: that's up to riley I'm sure McNelly will go along with anything Riley says.
4: Please?
0: If
1: you're gonna look at me like that, I guess I can live with that, if the
2: captain can. What about me and Belle? Are you wanted? I'm wanted back in the Rockies by a real pretty Ute woman. I can tell you that.
1: Then go, and don't look back. Go with
2: him. Maybe you'll learn something useful. Belle and Rand head for their horses. The rangers watch the two men mount and ride out of sight. Smith shoves Carson down, ties his legs. You're not gonna get away with this. You're gonna hang, Carson,
0: so you'd better enjoy what time you have left. We'd better see to the horses.
2: I'll help you.
0: No, on second thought, I think it's Riley's turn.
2: Riley nods, gets up, starts for the ridge in the moonlight. Now's your chance, Juliana. She smiles, gets up, pulls a blanket around her, and follows Riley up to the ridge with Pepper close behind. They pause to look down at the campfire where Carson steams, and Uncle Joe and Smith enjoy a conversation. Riley keeps hold of her hand. Your uncle won't like this.
4: Oh, don't worry about it. I have Pepper as a chaperone.
2: The dog growls, wags its tail. I get the message, Pepper.
4: I don't know anything about you, Jack Riley. Except that you speak dog. Do you have family? Nope. You are all alone?
1: My mother died when I was born. But my father worked on a ranch on the Panhandle. When I was about 14, he died too when a horse fell on him.
4: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: I was asked to stay. But some Texas mounted came by.
2: And I joined up for the
4: war. I'd like to come back here someday. With our children.
2: Riley's silent. Slowly. Riley gets to his feet, stares across at her, reaches down, grabs her, and lifts her into the air. They kiss and kiss until breathless he puts her back on her feet.
4: Well, now what, Mr. Riley?
2: I'll always be a lawman.
4: With a wife?
2: (laughs) 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 Ha, yep. With a wife. Soon as we find a preacher. Meanwhile, down below, Carson is hawk-tied by the fire, and Uncle Joe and Ranger Smith are still talking. So, you
0: think she caught him? I sure hope so. It was wearing me out. Heck, they can't make me retire now. I gotta look after him so we can have some grandkids.
12: Boy, wait.
0: This has been the Podplay, One Texas Ranger, adapted from the screenplay written by Lee Martin. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this Podplay, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime from wherever you get your music or simply visit podplays.com for the songs, more Podplays containing more original music and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free PodPlays app in the
3: App Store now. Hey, I
0: just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from Burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard great stories epic songs
1: Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow and share with all your friends.